and welcome to What's Wrong With You, the show that features more than one token disabled contributor. I'm Pete Selwood, and as ever, I'm joined by our regular panellists, Don Biswas. Hello. And Lawrence Clark. Hey. Been up to much this week, Don? Anything exciting? Just preparing for this show, really. Yep, great. Well, I feel like <laughs> yeah, good. I feel like ready. And Lawrence? And, uh, well, I stayed over here last night, so this morning I learned my place in my family because first my son rang me asking for 10 quid to get food. <laughs> and my wife texted me and said, I've just been to the hairdresser, can you pay her 80 quid? <laughs> <laughs> 90 quid down, you've not even woke up. Yeah, yeah, not, not even been anywhere, not even done anything. <laughs> This week, we're talking about our pet peeves and those little and big things that really annoy us about the world of disability. And here to talk to us are comedian George Zack. And Britain's Got Talent runner-up and star of Trollied and Eaten by Lions, Jack Carroll. Why don't I get any credit? I've, I've noticed that, well, yeah. 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 I'd like to know that well, I, also, I didn't write that. He also didn't call me a comedian, which is a little bit of a bigger diss, actually. And I stand by it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, George, what's wrong with you? I am uh, half deaf. Half deaf? And Jack, what's wrong with you? Uh, I've got very mild cerebral palsy, which means I get my own nice big toilet, but I can still wipe my own ass once I'm inside. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about pet peeves. What's your biggest pet peeve about a disability, I mean? It's a tough one, that, because there's a lot of them, you know, from... Pavement's been too narrow to other disabled people. What's your least favourite thing about other disabled people? Bear in mind you are sat with four other <laughs> disabled people. I think <laughs> other people, uh, other disabled people moaning about their pet peeves, really. Because right. mine is going to be a good <laughs> half hour. Is that the worst this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, mine are the only ones that matter, I think. But you're someone who I would say you don't get many cons of being disabled. You very much take <laughs> advantage of being disabled. Having known you for a while, you're very much someone who takes... You do quite well out of it, I'd say. It's, I just mask it very well, because I'm an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was more silence there. Right? <laughs> what, what, what exactly do you inspire? <laughs> a deep and abiding respect <laughs> in, in everybody that I meet. Fear. Yeah, because they don't say, do they, what the inspiration is? A cult leader is inspiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But someone from the Paralympics is also inspiring, and yeah, yeah. that's the same word. I inspire fear in the heart of my enemies. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> exactly. And, George, what, what do you say is the biggest pet peeve that you have about your disability or how people speak to you about it? Look, I feel like an imposter here because I've got people with cerebral palsy and whatnot, and I'm like... One ear is not working. My disability is absolutely a mistake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my disability is not being like properly disabled, just like disabled enough for this showcase, but not in any way to gain any respect or sympathy from anyone else. Like Jack Carroll over here, he could be an absolute dickhead. And look at us, we're tolerating him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you been speaking to my family? What's going on? Uh, maybe if you can work on being totally deaf, yeah. you may get more respect. I, I'm, I'm trying every day. Uh, this is great. <laughs> my pet peeve is 
stereo sound. Stereo sound right. in my headphones. Absolutely, because you have two different channels of different, different sounds coming through. So I don't, you don't know this is happening, but so there's, there's different things on your left ear to the, uh, to the right ear. So when I have stereo sound, I only hear half the music. So you, right. might, you might be able to listen to like, let's just say Bohemian Rhapsody was a lot different when I switched. <laughs> 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 yeah, why, does, why does everyone love this song? I don't get the hype. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just shouting Scaramouche. There's yeah, no melody yeah. to it whatsoever. So do you have to like, Search out the mono mixes. Of yeah, I have to like change the like. mono mixes every time, which is like sometimes I'll be like having a romantic time with a girl, like just in the beach. She goes, Would you like to share a headphones? Just like listen, yeah, but before you do, let me go in my accessibility settings and change <laughs> everything on your phone so you can listen carefully. It is very annoying, but. Um, you must hate the music of Phil Spector and his wall of sound. <laughs> 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 what, what would you say your pet peeves are, Don? Uh, my biggest pet peeve is my dad. Sad he's no longer here, but when he was alive, he didn't think. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it all why. Good riddance. Good riddance, exactly, yeah. yeah I, I would say don't speak ill of the dead, but he's your dad. Exactly. So, um, at least he's not going to be this thing. <laughs> he never believed I had the dyspraxia, and it, because of the hidden disability, he never believed I had coordination problems, and sadly he passed away. But we had this funeral in Calcutta, India, and I threw his ashes into the river Ganges. I didn't mean to, I just tripped up. <laughs> Proven I do actually have dyspraxia, so my biggest pet peeve is when people don't believe there's nothing wrong with me because they can't see it. How do you prove it to them? I'm not saying you're not fit for work, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, they just stay with me for like three or four weeks and they realise that I am shit at every task I do. So. <laughs> if, it, if it makes you feel better, from the moment I met you, I knew there was something wrong with you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. And I paid George to say that, just to prove that. Are you going to take that from someone who's got nothing wrong with him? Really? <laughs> yeah. Say what? You, can, <laughs> you, you can tell him to fuck off, but all he'll have to do is turn away and he won't be able to hear it. <laughs> That's why I put you on my right side. <laughs> just to ignore your shit. <laughs> a great thing though at a wedding if you just saw you were sat next to someone you didn't want to listen to it, just swap that yeah yeah the, all, all, like honestly like from the like i never like put anybody on my right side like if i put you on my right side it means i'm tired of your shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, lawrence what would you say your biggest pet peeve is about your disability well, i'm obviously it must change but like what is it it's not with uh, the word special <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. which my wife also has cerebral palsy but it affects us in different ways, so I can't press some buttons, she can. She can't put on shoes, I can. I speak like this, she scabs. <laughs> <laughs> but we both hate the word special, so do you know how hard it is to buy a birthday card? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say to, to a special person. <laughs> yeah, it's really difficult. I remember a time I went to Durham Cathedral and I was greeted there with, we have a special place for special people. So obviously I asked, why am I special? In God's house, we are all special. So, 
Why don't we all sit in the special place then? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he takes me to this area. And do you know what it was? Do you know what was there? Candles. <laughs> the fire safety area at Durham Cathedral <laughs> is ringed by burning flames. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably noticed. I can't really control my arm movements that well. <laughs> so that policy of putting me in that special area really isn't all that safe. <laughs> Was it me doing that kind of thing of, you know, that Bruce Lee used to do where he'd like punch a candle out, you know, like to, put, to extinguish a flame, he'd just go, hi out like that. Were you doing that? In between the peace be with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've come to the part of the show where we give everyone a hypothetical situation and ask them how they'd react in said situation. I'll come to you first, Jack. Let's say someone tells you you're brave. I imagine you'd probably just go, yeah? I am brave. <laughs> right, George, someone says you're brave. I, I would say I'm nowhere near as brave as Chuck Carroll, uh, <laughs> who is a true inspiration to everybody. And then you show my Wikipedia page, right? No, I just... <laughs> He's available for booking. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone ever genuinely had that, like, say, you're, you're Someone brave. came up to me and said that you're really brave, and I realised Jack Cowell was behind me, so they're talking about <laughs> him, so... Yeah. Have you had uh, that, Lawrence? Yeah, um, like, you're brave for calling me brave. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. A friend of mine, uh, you know, Johnny Pelham, said that uh, he, he went to a camp for disabled people, they used to call him brave. And he said, they called us brave for continuing to exist. <laughs> we, kept, we kept breathing, they kept calling us brave. <laughs> but I think, we're, I think we're more cowardly than other comedians. Has it happened to you? Have you been Not really, no, but I come across as like an Uncle Tom of the disabled community. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like, you know, I do quite well out of it, but I also live a pretty regular life. I, I get, so, like, you know. Actually, that's a lie. I only get your brains when I die on my ass at the gig. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I wouldn't do that. You but, know, like, so. but if you weren't disabled, they wouldn't come up to you. They'd say, you'd just be like, they were rubbish. Yeah. But at least you get a little bit of a, oh, but at least they tried it. Yeah, at least yeah. you tried it. And, and that's from my family. Well, I, so. I've, I've been told I'm brave for doing this in my second language. That's how I know I died in a gig. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know I bombed. When people come up to me, they go, still, in your second language? I had someone tell me that they enjoyed my talk. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and what a great talk it was. So. <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think I've ever had brave. I think I, you get, like, inspiring and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, brave, I think... You've been it. called inspiring? Uh, me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Really? Obvs. What? <laughs> you are kidding. You're in the presence yeah, of... Yeah, I am quite inspiring. Who's called you inspiring? Um, when, I, when I take my daughter out on my own... So, so, for one, I'm a man who looks after my daughter. So, immediately, tick, yeah. bang. People love that. But if I go out and they notice that I've got one hand and I'm holding her with one hand and, like, not, you know, struggling and I haven't... Essentially, essentially, they go, you've done well to not drop her. Do you know what you should it. do yeah. in that situation? They said, this is not my daughter, it's just some random kid. Yeah. <laughs> but I've still got the, the sleight of hand to steal a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could you all do it? It's really tiring, actually. <laughs> it does... Genuinely, I, I now go to physiotherapy because I can only lift her with one arm. <laughs> so, like, my back is absolutely done in on one side, yeah. Talking of being called things... Comedy reviewers, she really struggled with what to call us. I had a review on Twitter 
Jeg sidder her og sidder på en bøgsæs. Jeg får vundt til den manikkerne penge. Og for de gør du er kommet i min fjerde. My disability's been misrepresented before. What, what do people say you've got? It's fine a bit for that. It's the Is one. It? It's the one. But there's a big rivalry in the... The <laughs> big, <laughs> beef, yeah. big beef, yeah. Do they meet after, like, the matches? Yeah, yeah. For a big fight on the yeah, street? Yeah, it's like the blood exactly. versus the Crips. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the Crips versus the Crips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, saying that, obviously, like, people have misrepresented you. Like, have you ever had, like, unprompted medical advice? We once had someone come up to us and tell me and Jack when we were doing a show about this healer. He essentially said, you don't have to be like that, you know. This bloke can well, sort you out. The thing is... And, we, and we're just like, it was the goal of the man. Just go, just go, hi, I enjoyed that. You know you're doing it wrong. The <laughs> thing like, is, with me, though, that ostensibly there is an argument to say, you know, maybe you could kind of work on your cerebral palsy to a point where it didn't affect you. What did he expect from you? That suddenly you would do this know, stuff like, and then it, your hand, hand would just start growing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You'd be like uh, American Werewolf in London, just... <laughs> rah, rah. <laughs> but it just comes back massive. Yeah, like yeah. a rotten massive hand. Yeah. Jesus healed the blind, but he never grew a limb. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. It's an easier <laughs> one, isn't it? Exactly. The most unsolicited medical advice I get, because most people they skirt around the issue, but the most unsolicited medical advice I get are from taxi drivers when they're in the back of taxis. <laughs> They'll just go, so what is it you've got then? Mm. Jesus. <laughs> and I'll go, cerebral palsy. And they'll go, oh, I've got a nephew with Down syndrome. And I'll go, well, that's not the, it's that's not the same. Uh, that's very much like you know, talking to a black person and going, I also have a black yeah, friend. Yeah. Do you know him? Exactly. <laughs> um, but then, then they get like into the really granular medical detail and it's like I feel like I've had a booper assessment by the time they dropped me off at my destination <laughs> by a taxi driver who famously are so worldly yeah <laughs> I think the biggest problem I have is it's just I did a gig for the it was an autistic charity and they didn't think I was autistic enough because it's a hidden disability in the spectrum for a reason so right Although I do like having a lot of one-sided conversation with other people, so I could just be a stand-up <laughs> comedian, can't I? But it's just... They've got the gall to say that, you know? I've actually had an assessment on NHS, so... Who did they... Who did, did they book someone who was... What did they do in the end? Did they not just have... Did they just go, he's a bit more, we'll have him? Well, it was a supporter guy called John Williams who did a show about my son's not autistic and he chose me as a support act, but they've never seen me, but they said, book another autistic comedian. And they just didn't believe me. Wow. It's a, it's a fine line, isn't it? People look at you and they go, is he autistic or a prick? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm both, but you know what I mean? So. I, I just love the idea of people from an autism charity getting into a confrontation about something. So How confident would you be to go, I'm going to call him out? Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't but think he is. They'll tell you they're not aut you're not autistic enough, but they won't look you in the eye while they're doing it. <laughs> and you know what the worst thing was? Afterwards, they went to me, I don't think you're Asian either. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, if you're taking that shot, you have to be 100%, don't you? Exactly. Like, why would you take that unless you You have to be like an educational psychologist. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hard. I've particularly doing disability gigs because people randomly shout out stuff and it's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a heckle or it's just 
a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why disability gigs have some of the best atmosphere of any comedy gigs, though, don't they? Because it's like... A bit of live, a bit, bit rowdy. Exactly. They're a bit, like, they're a bit like football ultras. They get the atmosphere going. But in the same way, like, when you do, when you do gigs that is just disabled acts and they bill it as, this is for disabled acts... Mm. I think we did one together, George, the that's Dave the, the one. one the and day. you walk on and it's just like, you can tell everyone in the audience is sat there going, ooh, I wonder what's wrong with this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, like a, everyone was very quick to point it out. Yeah, yeah, well, you yeah. had to, didn't yeah, you? Everyone was like, uh, Ishan went on before me, and uh, Ishan Akba, he has like a near piece. Yeah. So he took it out, he goes, why is Ishan Akba here? Well, Ishan Akba is deaf. Yeah. He has this earpiece, and he put it in the microphone, he had the, like the feedback mechanism and all that, but he had the exact same thing as me. So I had to follow him. And, and they put like, you like next to each other as yeah, well, and, didn't and, they? Like, there's I no said, variety. Yeah. I said, I said yeah. something like, I have the same thing as Ishan Akba, but unlike Ishan, I don't need props to be funny. They're a bit like embarrassing bodies, but we laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's say you overhear someone being derogatory towards people with disability in a public place. Do you do anything, or are you cowards? I, I'm Disgust. an I'm absolute coward. This is something <laughs> similar happened. There's a, there was a guy who's a... I think he's got cerebral palsy. He's on the Cambridge circuit, and he was complaining about a London gig that wouldn't put him into the other venue because it's got disability access, but they said he wasn't ready. And I was thinking they could have given him five minutes, and I was so outraged, I'm going to put this on Twitter. And it's been two years, so <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> so uh, I'm a coward at heart. Have you ever called anyone out, Lawrence? Not necessarily for yourself, but for someone else. Like, no, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to go for a hundred percent here. Have you ever called anyone out, Jack? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Very surprising. <laughs> what, 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 what an inspirational human being. Um, <laughs> no, I have, because I think at a certain point it's like, especially if it's not you. They're kind of, I quite like getting in that confrontation because I've got yeah. a bit, bit of skin in the game. You're more likely to do it for someone else rather than yourself, I think, as well. Yeah. For yourself, you'll kind of like carry on. Whereas yeah. like with others, you'd be like, oh, I might just jump in here. Yeah. Have you ever done it, George? Did you just leave it? I've never seen it happen. I've never seen someone being like an asshole to someone because they're disabled. But it, I think it, 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 probably didn't hear it, though. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> turned his head. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> if it ever comes to it, it depends. Uh, I think I will jump in unless the person being shouted at is blind. Because if they're blind, they cannot make me feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's someone. sidle past. Yeah, if it's, uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they don't know I'm there. I'll just yeah. walk away from the conversation. <laughs> the problem is. I, that, saw, uh, I saw that the other week. It was a blind guy walking his dog, right? The dog had seen some food on the street. The blind guy was walking straight ahead. And the dog bent down to pick the food up and he kind of grabbed him like that. I bet the dog must have been going, bloody hell, I thought you couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to take things too literally, but some physical comedian, physically disabled people can't jump in, so... Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get cancelled now, aren't I? <laughs> I guess they're like, like they're the negative things, but like so. For example, Jack, is there anything that you like about your disability? Because I, I would say, of the people I know, you take advantage of it more than anyone I've ever met. <laughs> I would have to agree with that. I think. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a compliment. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I was a little bit worried for a while there that you might have met someone more selfish than me, but it's good that I've taken top spot. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty I like about it. I think it's. Away from the cynical kind of stuff, I think that on a day-to-day -day basis, 
you've got to kind of rely on people being sound and kind of helping you when yeah, you're out yeah, and about, yeah. which is good because I think it gives you probably a better view of humanity than, say, Twitter or whatever. I think it keeps you on an even keel. Because, for example, I don't know if you remember, there was a time when we were both out and we both went to buy something from a shop and I had to pay full price for my <laughs> chocolate bar and can of pop. And then you came up with the pretty much the same items and he went, now you're fine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that, that even like? I felt like walking again with like, balancing it on my hands uh, to yeah, see yeah, if I yeah, got the same yeah. treatment. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just slide in the fiver along the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, what did you think of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's at least uh, a dime bar. I mean, but having a disability is a lot like being in the mafia. Like you don't have to queue anywhere. You go straight to the front of the queue. Yeah. You, you don't have to worry about where you park. You can park where you want. Just ask you know. the done. Exactly. <laughs> Wake up every day knowing there's someone out there that wants to kill you. The Tory government. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot like being in the mafia. So, George, is there anything that you say that you like about your disability? Obviously, you get to ignore people, which is great, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and blame ability. Yeah, you can and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you there. Um, I had a chance when I was 16 to like, um, fix it. Like My parents said, you have like a cochlear implant and fix it. I just remember thinking, why? This is brilliant. Like Everywhere <laughs> I've been, if it's very loud, I'm trying to fall asleep. <laughs> I just lie on my good ear, and the world goes quiet. Oh, wow. So I can sleep anywhere I want, like just done. I have never had to do this on the phone. Hello, I can't hear you. Just tap the other line. People, yeah, yeah. I, I saw people like, uh, you know, just close their ear to like, be able to listen to the yeah, professor yeah, yeah. on the phone. So I was like, why are you doing this? Turns out I didn't know I was disabled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when, when did you find I, out? Did you know from like birth? Because like, like no, I didn't really care. So I was like, I was like uh, about 10 years old. Right. And my mom like realized I can't, I kept like turning around to hear what she was saying. Right. And she was like, why are you doing this? I don't know, this is how I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was my life. When you're, when you're 10, this is your life, you don't yeah, realize yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing with the doctor, and I did like loads of tests. They put me in hyperbaric chambers. They stuck electrodes in my head. There was, I remember crying endlessly in this fucking chamber for like, and then trying to figure out what's wrong um, and, uh, you know, what's going on. And then when I was 28, I went to the uh, ear, nose, throat doctor for something unrelated, for like sinusitis. That told him I can't hear. And he like did the test on me. And then he went, uh, chicken pox. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you know, sometimes you get a zit on your eardrum and it pops. Oof. And that's what like made you deaf. And I went, where were you 15 years ago when I had, <laughs> when I had electrons stuck in my brain at 10 years old? <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoy being able to sleep better, just lie on my good ears. That's a really good one, isn't it? Isn't really, it that's, so that's, handy, right? That's probably the one that I think I'd take that. <laughs> free noise cancelling. Yeah, yeah, I'd take that. It's fantastic. And what about you, Dom? Do you think there's anything, anything you actually like about your disability? Or the best thing about being disabled is actually being disabled. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you really? having a diss at George there? <laughs> <Huh>? No. <laughs> <laughs> because I am a dyspraxic, slightly autistic, ADHD, British Asian comedian, and it's great, because there's already enough British Asian comedians in the circuit doing well, and I could do without the competition. <laughs> you've got Romesh, you've got Nis Kuma. The fact that I've got a disability gives me a little bit of an edge, so... Yeah there's less competition. Hopefully there isn't another slightly autistic, British, Asian, dyspraxic, ADHD, left-handed comic on the circuit. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm if there is one, he's on the next series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I've seen him in the lobby. He's waiting for the next record. That's <laughs> <laughs> my twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything you enjoy about it, Lawrence? What'd you say about your disability? Ooh, it was great in Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I taught the kids in Disney World. It just... 
looking at the faces as we, as we skip the queues, looking at those hot sweltering people <laughs> giving us daggers. That felt good. <laughs> Sometimes you do see someone on a wheelchair, like on a like slide, the road to the slight decline, just casually strolling down. And you're thinking, this looks fucking awesome. <laughs> this looks awesome. I, this person is gliding through life right now. I absolutely love skipping a queue, right? But I do sometimes think to myself, because my walking frame's got a seat, like, I am sat down. Like, you know, the rest <laughs> yeah, of these yeah, people yeah. are stood up. Why do I need to go? But, you know... But at that point, it's your choice whether you want to be a good person or not, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> and the choice you have made... Stop <laughs> ascribing a moral judgment to me enjoying <laughs> the benefits of the situation <laughs> in which I've been placed. <laughs> Would you say disability has helped you within comedy, then? Everyone's, everyone's a stand-up here. Yes, Would it has. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, disabled gigs pay way better than normal gigs. Yeah, yeah, so they've got that arts fund money, haven't arts they? Arts funding yeah. money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, can, I can just live off them, I'm being brutally honest, so it's brilliant. So I do nothing during the day, wait for a disabled gig to come, do that, then continue to do nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say the same, Lawrence? Yeah, I, I, I think all comedians are looking for something that makes them different and yeah. interesting. That's kind of why I don't understand why we're not sort of more further on or, yeah. or, or famous because um, <laughs> personally, yeah, yeah. yeah or, or, or maybe it's more personal, but yeah, they tend to gravitate towards more kind of bland, relatable comedians, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas I'd always want to watch someone that's. Different and interesting. Yeah. If Michael McIntyre got spina bifida, he'd be knackered, though, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be a lot more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love to see him on that wheel. Yeah. He's going around. Have you, have, you, have you ever noticed how everything's about this high? Great, great yeah. for a radio show. Yeah, that, yeah. Lovely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, Disability comedy is great. It's actually in the forefront now because before to making comedy, I had to identify as a straight white male. So, <laughs> Jack, like you, like, would you say obviously when you, I nearly said burst onto the scene, and I'm going to take that back because yeah. you're, you're not Michael Richards. I, I did, I did, I did, but I burst onto the scene in the same way that George Jack's eardrum. <laughs> but do you think, like, obviously part of, like, you, you were on Britain's Got Talent when you were very young, do you think, like, obviously your disability was used as kind of, like, a novelty, or how, how would you describe no, I, it? No, I think you, it has Were they helped. good with you? I think it has helped, because I think it gives you a little bit more grace from an audience as well. They'll give you a bit yeah. more time to get into stuff. So from a theoretical perspective, it helps. On a practical level, some of the venues are probably when I feel at my most disabled because of the <laughs> lack of access. I remember I did a gig once. There was no steps up to the stage. So the promoter brought out one of those, you know, like um, Tupperware lunch boxes. <laughs> to get up. He said, it's sturdy, stand on that. So I was like, well, I'm not going to get up there. I'm not going to get paid otherwise. <laughs> so I may as well try it, right? So I stood on it. It flipped in mid-air <laughs> when I put the weight on it. I landed on it like I was doing some kind of gymnastics routine. And then I got up on stage and then, how do you follow that? It's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, it was like the time I fell backwards off the stage at a gig. 
after that happens, all material seems artificial then, because they've seen mm. something real that's happened. Truly oh, spectacular. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's oh. like The Greatest Showman. <laughs> I had a, an experience in a club in London where it, it was like midweek, it was near Christmas, there was lots of like Christmas party, sort of drum people in, and there was a step up to the stage, and they said, oh, we can just tip you back <laughs> and go put them, get you on the stage. Oh, God. What they, they get to, to tell me was the stage wasn't fixed to the floor. So as I, <laughs> as oh, I no. put my motor to, like, turn the step to the stage, the whole stage is moved oh. towards the audience. <laughs> and they just saw the stage coming to, towards them. I, I came and in. After I, I got on, I, I mean, I was screwed even before I started. <laughs> and I literally scared them. And the worst bit was... It was being filmed by Channel 4. <laughs> <laughs> Channel 4 filmed die on my arm. <laughs> well, I'd almost physically die yeah. as well. Yeah. I came in after that gig, went to the promoter. I'm disabled, but not physically disabled, so just booked me instead. <laughs> <laughs> that must be the nice thing, that they can fill a quota without having to actually do anything, do anything about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly, perfect. It, it is pretty mad how it opened some doors, because I remember I was with my agent, and he was saying something. And I went, wait, I can't hear you. I have to come to the other side. So like, I came to the other side. He went, why can't you hear me? I said, well, I'm deaf from one ear. That was like last year. He went mad. He was like, what do you mean you're deaf from one ear? How come you never told me? I was like, it's not your fucking business. Why, why, should, I, why should I tell you I'm deaf from one ear? And then he very cynically said, they're looking for people like you, George. They're looking for someone who ticks a box. I'm like, I'm falling already. Yeah. I've, got I've got a disability going already. I don't need another one. Like he said, they're looking for disabled comedians. How come you never told me, you absolute idiot? And then he put that I'm half deaf. And then within three months, I did a showcase for Dave. And I went, well, that, this, that is, happened to me as this well. is crazy. Yeah. I took a lot of boxes and one of the commissioners said, are you gay as well? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case I can take another box and uh, the big I said, three. And I said, how much is the money? I'll, I'll do anything. So. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there was someone else in the office at the time, wasn't there? Yeah. Good. Yeah, Good. Exactly. Was it on some kind of couch? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I felt violated, but you know the money was great. So. As we approach the end of our show, I'm going to reveal a fact about one of our panelists and ask the rest of the panel to guess who the fact is about. Okay. So, which member of our panel has represented themselves in court? I don't fancy any of you in this scenario. Neither well, do I. Since who's willing to make an accusation? I was going to say, since Ted Bundy isn't on the panel today, <laughs> yeah, it feels like it feels like it's you. I know it's definitely not Ted it, Bundy. It feels Mate, like something his, you his do. mum does his washing. There's no <laughs> way he's representing yeah, himself in court. Yeah, it feels but like you have the arrogance to turn up in the court yeah, and do yourself. But my mum doing my washing doesn't mean I don't have a very sharp legal mind. <laughs> <laughs> don't assume. Mum, up to mum court make sure my lawyer pants are clean. Yeah. yeah. Mum, make sure my briefcase is all shiny. <laughs> Anyone? Is, is it you, Jack? Yeah, well, that'd give the game away, wouldn't it? What kind of lawyer would I be then? <laughs> <laughs> Got a bit more of a poker face than that. If well, I'm I mean, it's someone. That's my point. So it's not you. Oh. Not, so it's one of us. I think it's Lawrence. 
Isaac gets torn. <laughs> well, I couldn't afford a lawyer, so... <laughs> well, if you two are accusing each other, that only leaves potentially... <laughs> it must be George, then. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Representing myself in court, that's right. What was the charge? And, and, and so bear in mind, was, keep, was, it, was, keep it light. Every time I say the story, I, I get furious. I was on the train to uh, Sheffield, and I had a ticket. And when the inspector came, I gave him the ticket. And she said, that's a student ticket, 16 to 25. I was like, well, I'm not. And she goes, why? I'm like, I got it from the counter when I said, can I have a ticket to Sheffield? That's what they gave me. And she went, you have to pay the whole price. I'm like, no, I'll pay the difference. Because clearly, I, I, it was a mistake at the counter. So that you have to pay the whole price. And I refused. And then she said, we'll send you a letter in the house. And like, I was going to contest it. But then I forgot to contest it and ended up going to court. Wow. And I thought to myself, if I pay for a lawyer, then if I win, then I still have to pay the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. I lose, I pay the lawyer and the court. But if I represent myself and I lose, I just pay the court. But if I represent myself and I win, f fucking great story, right? So, yeah. <laughs> right. so I was, and she, in her report, she wrote that um, uh, she offered me the chance to pay the difference that I refused because I was arrogant and abrasive and bolshy. She called me bolshy. Bolshy. Yeah, but in the report, she also misspelled my name, misspelled everything. So I thought, my case would be, she has misspelled my name. If someone can't name, copy a name down from a debit card, because she gave him a card. Yeah. If she can't copy a name down, how can we know she has the mental capacity to remember exactly what happened in that moment? <laughs> <laughs> that was my, like, you know, and here is the evidence. And I went to court. Bear in mind, the night before, I had gone out with Tom State, and I had gone absolutely bollocked drunk. <laughs> and I turned up with a mustard stain on my trousers, really hungover. I caused a mistrial the first time, caused a mistrial the second time, because when they asked me to plead guilty or not, I, I said, oh, I am guilty, but technically guilty, but really my intentions were good because blah, blah, blah. And, they said, <laughs> and then I presented my evidence, but apparently you have to plead first. If you present your evidence, you cause a mistrial. Right. I did it twice. They threatened me with prison for like, disrespecting the court. And the third time I went, I cross-examined the key witness who called me bolshy again to the prosecutor. I objected, and I said, objection. <laughs> they were like, what's your objection? First off, we don't do this in UK courts. <laughs> <laughs> what's your objection? And I said, I, I don't know what bolshy means. <laughs> and, uh, the, and I ended up cross-examining her and everything. I present my evidence, thinking that's my slam dunk. No one gave a fuck, and I lost. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine if George went to prison, what year here for murder? What year here for burglary? What year here for, I got the wrong ticket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasted was so much. Yeah. <laughs> I wasted so much court time. It was insane how long I was there for. And then uh, like three court sessions I wasted. For what, for the tickets? And then um, it galvanized my resolve. And since then I have jumped every fucking cost country train that I've ever been on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can get a disabled person's rail card though. So why don't you do that? I, this is the thing, I, even though I, I can't hear from one ear and it is like a disability, I just can't bring myself to do this. I can't bring myself to go up to a counter and go, can I have a card, why? Well, just one ear isn't working. Can I have the card, why? No, can you do it in that ear, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you do it in the post, you can book online, no one will know. Really? Oh, yeah, there's loads yeah. of grifts. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's like old, uh, <laughs> ordering an old school pornography, just get it in the post. <laughs> <laughs> this genuinely happened to me. Uh, I wanted to go for a freedom pass in my area, free travel and transport, and the GP said I have to have schizophrenia or worse, genuinely true. 
So I said, can I have two freedom passes then, please? <laughs> 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 no, but that happened, but I thought of that joke uh, way, before, way after that, bro. Mm. That's mad, did you, did, did you have a, a, a card? Uh, no, they wouldn't give me one, so... And by the way, if this is going out, I know that's not how schizophrenia exactly works, just before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... No, I think we all know that you actually know how it works and you still did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which member of our panel was involved in a HR disaster when their dad made a joke at Disneyland? Well, Lawrence has talked about Disneyland, maybe. I don't know. That's true. It, whose dad is Mickey Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> that's... Who's making accusations? Yeah. Yeah, Jack. Have you been to Disneyland? I have been to Disneyland, yeah. 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 Uh, HR disaster. Didn't have to queue. Why would you call it an HR disaster as a visitor? Well, I don't know because it's not me. (laughs) 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 Oh, so they mistreated you and then you filed the complaint. I think it was um, George and afterwards George had to defend his dad in court. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Jack, I think. It's Jack. Not me. And uh, it was probably Jack's fault also. Okay. Anyone want to admit to it? I'm going to go M. Night Shadow on here and think it might be the host. It is me, yeah. 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 We went to, uh, like, a fa- like our last family holiday, went to Disneyland in Florida. And what a lot of people don't know, in, in Disneyland, they only have one person playing each character when did you at go? a time. 2004, five. Right, so, okay. so, like... You're only ever allowed one person playing one character in the park, otherwise it ruins the magic, okay? And we spent the first morning, not going on rides or anything like that, my dad thought it'd be really funny to find Captain Hook, right? (laughs) And what he did is he he said to me, and I was a bit young, I was probably like actually like 12, 13, and he was like, oh, this will be funny. Go and shake his hand with your stump hand. (laughs) And he thought that would be really... And then what he did is my dad went... As I shook his hand, my dad went, he's after your job, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And this, like, American guy just, like, who was playing Captain Hook, who was obviously just an out-of-work actor, didn't know how to deal with it. He didn't know <laughs> Did whether he, he was allowed to laugh. He didn't know how to... And you could see him looking at other people to try and help him. But, like, the Did only other go... person was, like, Hercules, and he wasn't... You know, he's a big, strong lad. He's not brought in for HR issues. <laughs> he's just that. <laughs> so they didn't know what to do, and eventually we just got, like, some free stuff because they thought, like, they'd offended us in any way. It was <laughs> really weird. We got, like, some free churros, I think it was. Well, like, really odd. You, you did should, it. You, you should do it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As an adult, it's just you just being an arsehole. Well, take, take, take your dad with you. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, and he just went, Sound like Alf Garnet then. <laughs> <laughs> we've got uh, oh, we've got one more actually. So, uh, which member of our panel sent a fax that our producers refused to use for legal reasons? <laughs> I'm going Jack. Oh. Jack's quiet now. So. Now. <laughs> What's the anecdote? Tell, tell the anecdote. So, I was hypothetically at the Pride of Britain Awards in 2012. <laughs> where I got stuck, hypothetically, in a hypothetical lift with a hypothetical disgraced Australian entertainer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us for What's Wrong With You? With me, Pete Selwood, Don Biswas, Lawrence Clark, Jack Carroll and George Zack. What's Wrong With You? is produced by Kurt Brooks and our executive producers are Ashley Byrne and Adam Rushton. It was a Made in Manchester production funded by the Audio Content Fund. Thank <laughs> you.